0: See what happens. I can see the wise. I can see the way they hate and I know better than to listen to the people who are calling our slaves I can feel the song Well hello everyone my name is Brian and today is Tuesday July 11th 2023 and this is episode 459 of the lots project podcast daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control and it's another retake of coffee with Brian. Uh, we'll see if this works, and it uh, looks like you guys have volume uh, in the in the audio now. Uh, good morning, Backwoods Butcher and Renegade Butcher. If you're listening to this on audio or you are listening to the other video that hopefully I'll get deleted soon, uh, mic didn't work for some reason. I don't know if it cuts out. I am not sure what's going on, but um, eh, tech gremlins, tech gremlins. It's going to happen when you pack up. Pack up everything every day and move it and then set it up again. All right. Pip says we're good. Good to go. Just a little delay this morning, starting a little late, but uh, we'll see what we can get done. I, uh, like I said, I got the Denver Airport conspiracy theory tinfoil Tuesdays. I'm sure. Kyle was going to hang out till seven, just uh, wandering the internet, waiting for something to pop up about conspiracy theories. Um, and then uh, let's see. Let's see. That's about, uh, that's about all I had for topics. Have the perfect cup question. Like I was mentioning before the recording, um, <laughs> the, the, before the recording went sideways, um, uh, perfect cup question was a little light on answers, but I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Uh, we were asking about embarrassing moments and some people don't like to share. And a lot of people in this space just aren't embarrassed. Like we've been, we've been, um, We've been beaten down and uh, looked at funny our whole lives, or at least until at least when we started to go down the paths that we all seem to be following. Although they're different, they're very similar, but they're uh, they're outside of the norm of society. So people look at you funny about that, just in general day to day life. So <laughs> embarrassing stuff isn't really that embarrassing then. <laughs> but I figured. I figured we might have uh, have a few stories here. I got a good one for you that combines in Corey and I's answer together. Uh, I was going to go with something that was pretty embarrassing in my head, and then she brought something up that uh, that kind of topped that cake. And uh, I'll I'll speak to that too when we get there. Um, what am I drinking today? We got Ethiopian Peruvian light roast. Uh, still, that's going to be for probably the next week or so. Uh it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Kyle says his was pretty on par for his sist- history and that he can't start his day without hearing the grizzled voice of this man. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. So do I need to make you um, a recording for your alarm clock on your phone? Play my voice for you getting up. I'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear. Oh, uh, I should offer that as a service. What do you think? You think people would like to enjoy that? Listening to me get up? get them up Uh anyway i uh, i got to meet another community member last night um not in our group but uh over in wayne or over in uh, rob's all around all around growth group uh buddy wayne we have lots of great chats over there in rob's group and i was like hey i'm pretty sure pretty sure he's up here in nebraska by the way right now we're coming to you from um coming to you from uh Uh, Nebraska City, Nebraska, so uh, just over the border here from Iowa in Nebraska City, Nebraska, and I had kind of remembered that Wayne was like, ah, I'm in Nebraska or Oklahoma or someplace like that, couldn't quite remember, so I sent him a message, say, hey, dude, are you in Oklahoma, Nebraska? He's like, oh, we're in, uh, I'm in Nebraska, why? I said, well, we stopped for the night, we're uh, near, near Nebraska City, he's like, oh, yeah, that's about 30 minutes from me. That's uh that's about 30 minutes. I'm like, "Oh, no shit." He's like, "Yeah, let me uh let me cl- change my clothes. I'll jump on I'll jump in the car come on over and hang out for a little bit." So Wayne showed up and uh, we hung out for a little while and um it was great. It was nice. So uh got to meet got to meet. It's always nice to meet somebody in person that you've talked to online for uh for a couple years, I think, is uh oh, I know why we are we're just off-center a little bit okay i'm all screwed up with my camera uh like i said you go day after day doing the same exact thing in the same exact place and everything moves and everything gets a little bit wonky so yeah it is what it is it is what it is so yesterday we drove up through um, drove up through missouri all the way from uh Kansas City it was a short day for us uh, for sure. We went from uh, like Kansas City to Nebraska City basically. but uh, it was interesting <laughs> It was interesting because we went up and we were like, oh, we'll just go up and we'll cut across into Nebraska and somehow we ended up going into Iowa and then into Nebraska. So we were uh, we were surprised we ended up in three states yesterday instead of just driving straight to where we're at and uh last leg of the journey until we sit down for a few days we're heading up uh to our campsite in in south in south dakota for four days and then moving to the other side of south dakota for another four days so one more travel day then we get to sit down uh, i'm sure Corey will be ready for that she uh she's she's good for about three days four days max so it gets tough it's long it's um uh, our, our truck is very, very, very comfortable for long drives. We were, we were surprised when we got it, how comfortable it was when we took it out to, uh, took it out to Washington on our first trip. And so that's nice. There is that. And, uh, it just gets long, tiring days packing up and then, um, moving in with the dogs. So that's something on my list to speak to at some point. Um, <laughs> at some point, uh, about our travel and and kind of what we've come into and the different the different um, the different styles of travel that we we've been doing and what we like most, what we like least, and what we plan on doing in the future. So, um, Kyle says uh, a question of the day should be what the what do you want Brian to say for your ringtone recording? And he's wanting me to make him a build a bear with uh, I guess I guess with the voice. Uh, Greenberry Grove, how we doing this morning? And Kyle said he wants me to sing "WAP." Oh, jeez! And uh, Renegade says, uh, "I <laughs> that's something Kyle would do." Good morning, Blakesley Acres. Uh, how we doing? Glad you guys found the new listing for the show uh, because I had some little technical difficulties on the first one, and I just decided to scrap it and set it up again and see if it worked. Unplugged everything, plugged everything back in, and uh, hey, here we are. Here we are. So uh let's let's get to that perfect cup question, then we'll hit the history and we'll see uh we'll see about this uh tinfoil Tuesdays after the fact. So let's go. All right, everyone. It's time for the 117th edition of the perfect cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. I shoot it around social media, uh, the day before every Sunday through Thursday, I uh, hits, uh, telegram is the best way to find it. You got Noster, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and MeWe, and, uh, the rest are a, sh- a crapshoot, whether I will get the, the notification or not, or be able to grab the answers. I, uh, I know I have one over on Noster that I got to grab during the segment, um, from K Monk, but uh, have not got that over on the list, so I will be trying to pull that up as I'm reading. But the Perfect Cup question of the day today is: What is your most embarrassing moment you've ever had? What is the most embarrassing moment you ever had? So, like I said, Corey and I are um, are kind of tied in this one, so I might uh, I might leave that to the end. And isn't i mean tied as in it's the same event it's the same event um one thing that happened one thing i realized when i was trying to remember my most embarrassing event was the majority of my embarrassing events happened when i was hammered and i did not either recall them or they weren't that embarrassing because i was hammered so um alcohol seems to do that seems to make you uh seems to make you go down those roads and this this experience was definitely one of them i do recall the majority of it i do recall very well um telling me the majority of it uh after the fact and uh she will have to uh she'll have to weigh in if i if i don't quite get it right because i will have to say i was i was very inebriated and this was probably the basis of the story so um Pip says, "Seems like a great idea at the time." Oh no, oh no, dude. This is uh, this is one for the books. You guys, you guys might want to get ready with your uh, personal recording devices for this one because it is it. it this is uh, this is prime um, raging alcoholic Brian story for sure, for sure. So anyway, let's get the rest read off um, the people that did weigh in with a little a bit of an embarrassment. Kay Bonk over on Noster said, are we talking personal or professional? Uh, for the latter, he froze in a presentation in front of the owners of Major League Baseball. Thank God they loved his design because his presentation sucked. Yeah, the one that I came up with uh, before Corey gently reminded me of uh, of what you're going to hear later was, uh, I used to sell Aflac for a little while, like, you know, insurance supplemental insurance where they come into your work and talk to you on the break and all that shit uh i started doing that for a little while and i was in training and it was the first or second presentation i was doing in front of like 50 or 60 fucking guys in a lunchroom and i stood up in front of them and i started talking and all of a sudden i had one of those sneezes that came out of nowhere a little cough and then a sneeze and as i sneezed Two streams of snot came flying out my nose and landed on the floor in between me and the front row of guys that are sitting there trying to uh, listen to me talk about. uh, There, I'm going to cover that uh, window and we will just do it like this. How are we doing? Um, Yeah, so big old snot rockets come flying out of my nose, land on the floor. I look down at them. The guy that they landed in front of his feet looked down at him and we looked up at each other and I was just like mortified. Uh, but somehow I ran through and ended up finishing, um, <laughs> I ended up finishing the, the little, little splurb I had, but man, I was uh, bright red hot and, uh, that dude just kind of chuckled and, and went on. So that was pretty embarrassing. Let me, uh, let me see here. Um, Canadian farmstead said, <laughs> He once stabbed himself in the leg with a sword on camera. Oh, wait, that wasn't him. But he said he has a million little embarrassing moments. It's hard to pick one to be the most embarrassing. And that was kind of the general theme here. Uh, Pip says he was in the first year auto auto school post high school and in the engine room. He crop dusted a very large room, uh, causing the whole class to evacuate. He said he got away with it. I'm not sure why that was... um, I'm not sure why that was, um, embarrassing. I, I think that would be a badge of honor, but then he said, uh, when you sneeze and accidentally shit yourself, he had a stomach bug. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. there. Corey kind of rags on me. She says I shit my pants a lot. Um, it's not necessarily, she makes it sound like I do it like daily. Like I just, if I got to take a shit, I can just take a shit in my pants. Um, it's like uh every once in a while, if you have uh <laughs> if you have a uh, stomach bug like like Pip says, and then it happens once and she's like, You're shit your pants all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, this dude here over on Twitch, yes, I am a real person. Oh yeah. And Pip says a lot is a little subjective <laughs> a lot for like a lot when she thinks that you should never do it your whole life. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just checking. I'm real, man. Real is the real is the sky. Um, and the earth, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Real stutter. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get on with this. Pip shits his pants. Um, <laughs> Josh says uh Josh says my life is a series of embarrassing moments I refuse to accept because the human experience is about learn is about learning through fucking up. I'm not ashamed of it. Is this a cop out? Maybe, but nothing stands out above the 90% of my life normal people would be ashamed of. I hear that. I hear that. (laughs) Oh (laughs) backwoods butcher says debatable if I'm real. Renegade Butcher says he had, he just had the Biden's bit in your pants happens. Shitting your pants. Any at all is a lot. <laughs> Dude, it happens. It just happens. Now, here's the classification. Um, if the, if the poo doesn't breach, if it, the poo doesn't hit the underwear, are you, are you, are you really shitting your pants? Why am I streaming amongst the masses? I do it every day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Central. I also do interview shows Monday and Thursday nights that are sometimes live, sometimes recorded. So Renegade Butcher says we've all done it. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. If you're an adult and you claim you've never shit your pants or <laughs> masturbated, I you've probably done it together. Kyle says... He says that he had an ex-girlfriend tell his mom at a family party that she did a really good job making his penis. <laughs> she she must have been a bright one. Please tell me it's not your current wife. <laughs> oh, man. What is the main message I want to give to the masses? <sighs> Renegade Butcher says, No, that's just shitting your ass cheeks if the... <laughs> Catch it, <laughs> nice. Well, this morning the message that we're relaying to the masses is if you have actually shit your pants or not. How to determine? Oh, so my most embarrassing story. Let's uh, let's hit this up. So, like I said in the preface, uh, this was this was peak um, peak raging alcoholic Brian. Um, and. <sighs> and uh so Corey was working this was a it was a saturday Corey worked uh kind of rotating shifts she worked on the weekends but got off you got to like three o'clock got off she got off about three o'clock and then uh, we had been texting we weren't really together yet we were kind of dating we were having sex um that too and uh so we were gonna hang out her parents were out of town we we're going to have a, a barbecue. I was like, Hey, uh, I got some stuff. We'll have a barbecue. Uh, we'll go over to your parents' house, use their grill. I was living in an apartment, didn't have a grill or anything. And, uh, and so I thought it would be a bright idea at like nine o'clock in the morning start when we decided we we're going to have a barbecue. You know, I had my coffee and then I started drinking crown on the rocks and then I decided to just drink crown up because the ice made my teeth hurt. So, I was just drinking Crown Royal straight from about nine o'clock in the morning till three in the afternoon when she rolled up and I met her down at the, at the parking lot of the apartment. (coughs) She picks me up. We drive up to her parents' house and she, I think she could tell I was a little inebriated maybe. Um, And so we get up to her parents' house about a half an hour away and she's still in her scrubs. She was working at the hospital. And so she runs inside. She's got to use the bathroom. Um, and Backwoods Butcher says, it, and then he shit his pants. I might've, I might've. Um, and so I was like, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll bring all the stuff in. Backwoods Butcher says, hi, Corey. Uh, I'll bring all the stuff in from the car. You go in. She had to pee. She had to let the dog out. Uh, and so she runs inside and then she comes out cause I didn't come inside. I just didn't show up. Uh, Corey comes outside and finds me spread eagle in the driveway face first. Um, their parents' driveway was like a um, that old um, blacktop that really needs to be replaced. It's all rough and kind of pitted out, and the rocks have kind of peeled out, and there's jagged edges. Well, what had happened is I got out of the vehicle. I was obviously super drunk. Um, I was walking and I kind of stumbled. I caught my toe and I started to trip. And there were two vehicles parked in the driveway and I went to catch myself on them. So I put my arms out to catch myself on the vehicles as I was stumbling and definitely took a face dive straight into the driveway because the vehicles were about 15 feet apart. I was going to catch myself on him with arms spread out wide open. I took a face dive into the cheese grater of a driveway that was there um, and landing right on the top of my eye socket. And um, I probably knocked myself out a little bit. Uh, I would definitely was disoriented. I was laying on the ground and I stood up and Corey looked and it was kind of like every time my heart pumped, there was blood squirting out of my face. And so it was pretty obvious to her that I needed to go to the hospital or uh, at least go get it looked at, probably get some stitches. And she, uh, she had her hands full, let's just say. Let's just say. Uh, Renegade Butcher says that explains his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Corey uh, snaps into action because she is an emergency hero for sure. Like, she takes care of me when I cut my thumb off. She takes care of me when I cut my hand in half. She takes care of me when I cheese grate my face. Um, so she loads me in the car. She does some emergency uh, procedures. And she is taking me to urgent care. Now, let's remember, she works at a hospital. She is actually um, <laughs> she is actually yeah, taking me to a place that was a, a satellite location of her Uh, the hospital she worked at same same clinic type uh, same owner and so we're driving over there and we get to uh, get to the stoplight and I'm like leaning passing out like drunk not from bleeding out but leaning against the window and she put like uh, she put shit to cut the blood and there's guys next to us at the light I look over and they're kind of like chuckling at us and shit I'm like what's going on "Ah, ah, ah." you didn't tell me till the next day did you She didn't tell me anything. We get to the clinic, and um, we go inside and uh, basically put my hands on the back of her and walk in. Like, she leads me in. Leads me into the thing, and I'm all fucked up. I'm I'm upset because I'm going to have to get stitches in my face when I'm just shit-faced. They take me in. They put me in a room, finally, and I'm laying down. She's in there. Nurse comes in doctor walks by one of Corey's co-workers at the hospital was doing round shift that weekend at the at the urgent care was like hello how are you and she's like "Mm -hmm, great (laughs) because she's totally sober she is totally sober um and so I'm laying there nurse is in there and I was like I gotta pee and they're like well we can't let you walk down the we can't let you walk to the bathroom you're too drunk They wouldn't let me stand up in the room. Like they were making, I was so, so fucking drunk. They were making me lay on the table. And so I was like, I got to pee. I got to pee. And she's like handing me this little fucking bedpan. And I'm like, yeah, lady, no, I've been drinking since nine in the morning. (laughs) That's not going to work. So she gets a little jug and I'm like, I can't, I can't like lay here on the table and pee first, probably when I'm sober, I couldn't do it. Let alone shit face. Corey's like, I will, I'm going to help him pee in the jug. Like he, he's got stage fright or when she got the nurse to leave, she let me stand up. She's like, I'm going to let you stand up. You can't fall over. So I think it was, it might've been a a tricky ploy in my head just to get her to touch my wiener. Um, But she helped me pee in the jug and the jug just kept getting fuller and fuller and fuller. We were able to keep it in the jug, correct, Corey, back there. Yes, I kept it in the jug, but it was barely. (laughs) I filled her up. I filled her up. So they put me back down. Uh, She puts me back down on the table. I ended up getting what, like seven stitches? Eleven stitches, huh? Eleven stitches in my eyebrow. Um, I was crying, I was laughing, I was giving the, the doctor ovations because Corey had told me their reward system at work, like internally, um, was, uh, and I think patients could do it too, right? But, um, but it was more, it, uh, she told me about it, employee to employee, they give these ovations when an employee does extra good stuff. I was sure as shit going to give this person an ovation because they did a great job stitching my face up. Um. But the thing that the best part about it is, and the most embarrassing, I guess it can't be the most embarrassing part of that story, but um, the next day, Corey's like, tell, we were talking about the what happened, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember driving down, driving, and we were at that stoplight, and those guys were looking over, like, it must have been a bloody mess, because they were, like, giggling, and she's like, yeah, it probably wasn't the bloody mess, it was probably the maxi pad stuck to your face. So my beautiful girlfriend at the time decided that since I had gushing blood like a big vagina on my face, that uh, she would go grab a maxi pad, stick it to my face, and have me walk into the clinic <laughs> after driving me through town with the maxi pad stuck to the wall, stuck to the window. Renegade Butcher says, "Morning, Corey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anyway." That was my most embarrassing moment, for sure. Ricky <laughs> Butcher says, thanks for patching up my pussy face. <laughs> oh, the nurse Coria needs an ovation. She touched my penis. <laughs> she helped me pee in the jug. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so... Like I really wasn't embarrassed about that until the the next day, and then it was a very fleeting moment of embarrassment when I realized I had a big maxi pad on my face, and then I said, "Well, they're meant to capture a lot of blood, and I was definitely, definitely bleeding. Definitely needed to uh, to be to be stopped." So, oh, anyway, guys, let's uh, let's move on from that story. Uh, this perfect cup question. Ran a little long. Uh, that's a little bit of it more involved than uh, than need be for a perfect cup quick answer. But anyway, that was my most embarrassing moment. I'll make up for all you guys not putting anything out there at all. Um, Corey and I, she said that was her most embarrassing moment, too, when she had to take me into her place of employment. So. There we go. That's another Perfect Cup question of the day. If you want to participate in the Perfect Cup question, check out those questions every day all over socials. Or the easiest way is at the Telegram channel at t.me slash That's t.me slash lots feed. Now let's get back to the main show. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's hit up quick history segment and then uh, hit the Denver airport and get moving along because the show started late and um, running log now. So let's see. Let's see. History segment brought to you by Pip. Lots of history for July 11th. Welcome to 7-Eleven Day. Do enjoy the slurpy day, even if you get a brain freeze. 7-Eleven. Oh, man, I miss 7 Anyway, here's lots of history, and if at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking until you do succeed. I think Pip might be talking about me reading names. (laughs) Pip's pre-notes, I don't pick weird names. Scouts, honor, oh, okay, maybe sometimes he picks the oddball names. See, I knew Pip, I knew you had a dirty streak in you, you little dirty streak, and um, yeah, these names, these names. Anyway, today in history, July uh, July 11th, 1804, a duel, cur- a duel occurs in which the Vice President of the United States, Aaron Burr, mortally wounds former Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, July 11th, 1804. The duel was fought at a time when the practice was being outlawed in northern United States, and it had an immense political ramifications. Burr survived the duel and was indicted for murder in both New York and New Jersey, though these charges later were either dismissed or resulted in acquittal. Pips notes, is this the duel where the dude sewed buttons off the center of his chest so that the other dude who aimed off the buttons missed the first dude's heart and got unalived by a little metal ball going really fast? I don't know if that was the moving. I've heard the story of the moved buttons. Um, The tailor, they had their tailor move the buttons or they move. I recall that, Pip, but I don't know if that's it. Uh, Let's see. This day, July 11th, 1914, Babe Ruth makes his major league debut, nicknamed the Bambino or the Sultan of SWAT. He began his major league baseball career as a left, star left-handed pitcher for the Boston Red Sox but achieved his, greatness fame at his greatest fame as a slugging outfielder for the New York Yankees. Pip's notes, I'm thinking of two words. They sound like sports and ball. Can you guys guess what they are? Hey, Pip, I think it's sports ball. This day, July 11th, 1977, seven eleven seventy-seven. Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated in 1968 is awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Well, that is nice of them. The King family and others believe that the assassination was the result of conspiracy involving the U.S. government, <laughs> weird, the mafia, and Memphis police, as alleged by Lloyd Jowers in 1993. They believe that Ray was a scapegoat. In 1999, the family filed a wrongful death suit against the J uh, Jowers, for the sum of $10 million. during closing arguments, their attorney asked the jury to award damages of $100 to make the point that it was not about the money. It's always about the money. During the trial, both sides presented evidence alleging a government conspiracy. Yeah, the whole Martin Luther King thing and the the racial divide, and yeah, that's definitely on, uh, on the radar of the conspiracy theorists, for sure. This day, July 11th, 1979, America's first space station, Skylab, is destroyed as it re-enters Earth's atmosphere over the Indian Ocean. Skylab included the Apollo Telescope Mount, a multi-spectral solar observatory, a multiple docking adapter with two docking ports, an airlock module with extra vehicular activity, hatches, and an orbitable workshop. The main habitable 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 I can't say that word. habitable. Space inside Skylab. Pip's notes, recall when the space shuttles were supposed to have 50 launches a year or something? Was the lab expecting a party with a few extra shuttles? That's a lot of latches. (laughs) You gotta dock. You gotta dock. Oh, let's see. July 11th, 2021, Richard Banson becomes the first civilian to be launched into space via his Virgin Galactic Spacecraft other employees rode on the flight as passengers, marking the first time a space flight company founder has traveled on his own ship into outer space. According to NASA, definition of outer space beginning at 50 miles above the Earth. What a random number. Yeah, just as long as you get 50 miles up, you're in outer space. If you're under 50 miles, you're in inner space. Uh, happy birthdays. Who was born today? July 11th, 1767, John Quincy Adams, American lawyer and politician, sixth president of the United States, an American politician, diplomat, lawyer, and diarist who served as the sixth president of the United States from 1825 to 1829. He also led the repeal of the gag rule, which had prevented Kyle from, I mean, had which prevented the House of Representatives from debating petitions to abolish slavery. Pips notes, gag rule. Wait, what? Talk about a wormhole yeah yeah this day uh july 11th 1881 isabel martin lewis american astronomer and author an american astronomer who was the first woman hired by the united states naval observatory as an assistant astronomer astronomer in 18 1918 lewis was elected a member of the american astronomical society society um she was also a member of the royal Uh, uh, Astronomical Society of Canada and the Astronomical Society of the Pacific. July 11th, 1924, Oscar Wyatt, American businessman and American business and American businessman and self-made millionaire. He was the founder of Coastal Corporation and a decorated bomber pilot in World War II. In 2007, the U.S. Federal Court in Manhattan tried him for illegally sending payments to Iraq under the Oil for Food program Wyatt's attorney, uh, Gerald Chargill, pointed to a commission report led by former Federal Reserve Board Chairman Paul Volcker that concluded that about half of the 4,500 companies in the oil for food program paid a total of $1.8 billion in kickbacks and illicit surcharges to Saddam's regime. Wyatt's defense is also floated the issue of vindictive prosecution that is the bush administration singling out its old nemesis in both oil patch and politics for punishment while leaving other possible violators of the sanctions alone this day july 11th 1965 scott schreiner american singer-songwriter and bass player the american musician is best known a member of the rock band weezer with whom he has recorded 12 studio albums joining the band in 2001 Shriner is the band's longest surviving bass guitarist. Pips notes, not a big Weezer fan, meh, say it ain't so. Passings, Pip rolls out the name, the, the name fun here. All right, July 11th, 1183, Otto Witzelbach, Duke of Bavaria. Uh, Pips notes, what the duck is with the names today. I mean, seriously, how does one decipher these names? If y'all think I'm messing with Brian on some of these names, I'd truly invite you to check out the show notes and links, but hell if I know. Here we go, guys. Here's a list. 1593, Giuseppe Archimboldo, Italian painter, 1599, Chosokagabi Motochika, a Japanese, Dynamo, 1797, that one has lots of squirrely th- lines and stuff over it. Not even going to try it. Roma- Romanian historian and philosophagist. 1844, Yevgeny Bratzynski, Russian philosopher and poet. 1974, Par I can't say Swedish. I don't speak Swedish. Swedish novelist. 1991, Makkar Dahari, Malaysian footballer 1998, Panaguitis Kondylis, Greek, yeah, good luck, 2013, Emek Avarkian, Iranian-American inventor, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they get worse. Okay, Pip got me a simple one. 2007, Ed Mervish, American-Canadian businessman and philanthropist, founded Honest Eds. He is known for his flagship business, Honest Eds, a landmark discount store in downtown Toronto, and as a patron of the arts, instrumental in revitalizing the theater scene in Toronto. Backwoods Butcher says, Swedish, you have a hard time with English. There were no English names on that list, dude. (laughs) Holidays and observances... (laughs) renegade butcher says i'm the worst ukrainian descendant ever can't even say eastern european i can't say any names man if they got squigglies or the letters that aren't supposed to go together next to each other no holidays and observances let's get there and are these dudes feasting all the time (laughs) pip and his feasts Today is China National Maritime Day, uh, starting in 2005, commemorating uh, the Mark Zheng, his first voyage. This date marks the 600th anniversary of the Ocean Voyage of Zheng He, the Ming Dynasty navigator, who went on a seven-day voyage to show China China's might to the rest of the world under the command of Yongle Emperor. These voyages sought to prove to the Chinese people that the Yusuper Yongle was worthy of the throne and god's accepted him with the mandate of heaven pips notes a younger refugee became a co-worker for a bit informed me on some things that the people do over there and what they tolerate pip spends an hour typing out shit, but deletes it but wonders how people can be like that i mean i'm struggling with false beliefs but yeah false beliefs They get tough. They get tough. China, um, North Korea, that's been on my notes for quite a while, is are we North Korea now? Are we in the United States so boon-fed bullshit that if another country looks at us and says, oh my God, how do they believe that? How do they believe their leaders telling them that? Like Kim Jong-un doesn't poop or stuff like that. Um, Are we that society at this point from the outside? How do you know? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, it's the first day of Nadam in Mongolia. And it's World Population Day. It is. It was inspired by the public interest in 5 billion day on July 11th, 18, 1987, the approximate date on which the world's population reached 5 billion people. World Population Day aims to increase people's awareness on various populations issues such as importance of family planning, gender equality, poverty, maternal health, and human rights. Pips note says, I jokingly say, don't be a fool, wrap your tool, but I assume most of the audience already has a few two-legged spawns. Well, you know, it's interesting to me that in 1987, they started talking gender equality along with population control. We do know what happens when two boys or two girls try to have a baby, right? This is Pip with ductioncups.com reminding you that if you're practicing archery today, put a rubber duck on the top of the apple, not an apple on the top of your buddy. Cheers, and let's hear some conspiracy stuff. Uh, Pip, the names, my man, the names. If you want to see your hamster again, bring a ball gag and a quart of buttermilk to the Burger King at midnight. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Let's see. Let's get up here. Golden Crickets says that lady was nuts. I've definitely been to space. There's no gag rules. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, Biden shits his pants a lot. He did it in front of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Mark Mark Mike Marcello wants to smell my wife after she jogs. Really? Really interesting. You're over there on Facebook, huh Mike Marcello? Be interesting if somebody over on Facebook sent you a few messages. Josh. Um, anyway. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, we got a short one here today, just because um of all the technical difficulties and shit this morning. We uh we will have to uh have to go through it. (laughs) Renegade Butcher says you can smell her feet, but it'll cost you. (laughs) What happened? What's What's going on? How is that? Sorry, guys, this sun behind me is is, uh, really rough. The sun's coming up right behind my head. Regardless of what you may have read in the tabloids, there have never been any spacecraft recovered by our government. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. ...to find out what exactly happened on 9-11. How did they know who did this so quickly like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! (laughs) ha ha! You can't handle the truth, but it cut it off for some reason. Jesus. Well, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of Tinfoil Tuesdays, where we just explore a little bit of conspiracy theory. Had a had a suggestion from the audience. We talk about the Denver International Airport, and I thought that would be a fantastic idea. Um Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Denver International Airport has been the the focus of many, many, many conspiracy theorists <coughs> over the years. Uh, there's lots of things about it. Uh, one one of the main conspiracy theories about the Denver International Airport is, um, let's see, the secret societies, secret societies. There are many people that have talked all sorts of secret societies, uh, and there's very, very uh, a large amount of references to these uh, through pictures, through inscriptions and things like that. Uh, There's plenty of references to uh, the stonemasons throughout the the building Uh, could coincidentally be that the stonemasons helped helped um, bring that bring that uh building up weird they do masonry work they do stone masonry work of course they're going to put their symbols on there but there are quite a few um there are quite a few weird things about the the um logos and things one being um uh, surrounding the time capsule that was left there uh, others uh just random imprints of the scale and um uh, compass that is uh was it the compass and what a compass the stonemason logo sorry i'm a horrible conspiracy theorist there's also also references to the illuminati and the new world order throughout the building um they said that the the most persuasive evidence of the of the stonemasons is the capstone uh at the south entrance it's dated march 19th 90, 1994 and below it is the time capsule that's supposed to be opened in 2094. Um, the the people that built the airport just basically suggest that um, basically suggest that it was the local the local stonemason lodges that donated quite heavily to to the project. Uh, but some of the stuff that is in the time capsule are some. Um, there's some articles, there's a baseball from Coors Field, there's all the local Denver things. So they say it's just coincidence um, and that there's no secret societies built into, or that were involved in the building of the airport. Do we ever know? One of the other things that they say about the Denver airport is there's a ton of underground bunkers, there's endless tunnels, there are lizard people and all sorts of underground demons living under the under the airport. The secret societies also use these underground tunnels to meet. That's where the elites are going to ride out the apocalypse. Um, it's. It's true. There are a bunch of levels and tunnels and things under the airport. It's suggested that there's a tunnel that runs 100 miles from the Denver Airport to Colorado, near Colorado Springs, where the headquarters of NORAD are. NORAD, NORAD, if you know what that is, is the North American... um, what is it North um, North American Aerospace Defense Command it's basically in the mountain like if we're getting attacked by nuclear bombs that's where all the important people go to make important decisions because they can survive they say there's a tunnel from the Denver airport to that it's 100 miles long um airport commission says yes we do admit that there are plenty of uh plenty of underground um facilities under the airport uh, unfortunately, the tunnels only go to the outskirts of the property, which is less than two miles. And the underground facilities are basically a defunct baggage claim. There is or a baggage transport system. And then there's a shitload of offices down there. That's what they say. They say that they'll, that the people will uh, the the co the workers down there get kind of bored they will put on lizard masks and walk around and uh, scare other co-workers and play into the legend of the lizard people living below the airport. That is another that is another um um wow. These guys are really really nice over on Facebook. I'm glad I stream there so there can be cool people on my stream. Um, <laughs> anyway, there is also a little bit of conspiracy behind the artwork in the in the airport. I have been in this airport and it is um, it's definitely interesting and, uh, interesting is a is a is a polite way to put it. There's two 28-foot-wide murals in the airport. Uh, One's called Children of the World Dream of Peace. And there are some really creepy, creepy depictions of soldiers with gas masks, uh, war, and death. Um, And the soldiers are wielding swords and machine guns. And then the other side of it depicts all these children from around the world dressed all colorfully and laying down weapons beneath a rainbow of peace well and then the other one the other side in peace and harmony with nature it's basically the same um a and b side of the coin of uh, nature kind of fading away and the other side of the mural is everything the children making nature come back so it's kind of these weird fore, uh, foreshadowings of apocalyptical war and the children rebuilding the world, and then also the, the destruction of nature and the children rebuilding that. Um, it's suggested that these kind of play in hand in hand with each other with the secret societies, and uh, that this is where where the um, where the end of the world is going to come from. So. It's all tying together. It is odd. It is very, very, very odd. Uh, looking at them is very um, disturbing at some points if you um, if you just take it in for what it is. I think most people just kind of stroll by it and they're kind of like, whoa, that's weird. If you stop and actually observe it. Um, there's also um, a series of paintings called the Art Chronicles that are there. Um, they document all sorts of different, um, pictures or excuse me, they're photo murals and they, they are scenes. And some of the scenes that they have are a bison standing in a meadow, uh, sunflowers, but this got, this dude also like included pictures of like a browned out sunflower field with everything dead. And there's just all these, um, these AB references to like flourishing worlds and death. Um, war and peace and back and forth. And just really wondering uh, if those are all t- all tied together. And then uh, one other art-related conspiracy theory would be the grinning gargoyles that are above the baggage claim. Um, gargoyles traditionally are, are uh, protectors of the people inside from evil spirits. They are also used here and explained that these gargoyles are to protect the baggage to arrive safely wherever it's supposed to go metaphor whatever but they are just kind of creepy and people are wondering if they are uh signs of <coughs> signs of evil and the biggest one the biggest uh we're gonna wrap it up quick here but the biggest uh conspiracy theory there is the horse the horse statue okay this um This statue is named Mustang by the artist. Let me see if I can find the artist. Um, Luis Luis Jimenez was commissioned in the mid-90s to make it. He worked on it for a decade. And then in June 2006, as he was working on a 32-foot horse sculpture for the Denver airport, a piece fell off and severed an artery in his leg, killing him. Not to be dissuaded, his family finished the statue, finished the Mustang statue. They delivered it, and basically this piece of work is a thirty-foot 32-foot-tall blue horse raised up on its hind feet with glowing red eyes. The local community does not call it Mustang, as which it was intended, but no, it has nicknamed it Blucifer, as in Blue Lucifer. Um, just the history of the, the damn statue killing someone, the very odd appearance of a 32-foot-tall blue horse with glowing red eyes is just creepy. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, of conspiracies that it's cursed, that it put a curse on the airport, that uh, that this is just the beginning of the end is going to be centered at the Denver airport. I don't know. I don't know. With all the buzz around, you would think that, the, um, that all the things around the airport, you would think that they try to hush-hush it. They would try to keep it secret, not let anybody talk about it, but the Denver Airport marketing team is genius, and they buy whole hog into it. They push it. They explore it um and josh says earlier you know this wasn't any part of secret societies that's exactly what a secret society would say i have to agree i have to agree and the fact that the the airport pushes it all and makes light of it and makes fun of it what's the best way to uh to make a lie go away is to joke about it to push it as the narrative i don't know i don't know do you have any conspiracy theories you'd like me to talk about for a little bit um Hey, it is what it is it is what it is send it out there for tinfoil tuesdays this show went a little sideways this morning with the shit going on this morning uh and being travel week i wasn't as prepared as i'd hoped to be but um it is what it is i appreciate you guys uh appreciate you guys rolling um makes me <laughs> appreciate you guys heading on over to facebook and having a conversation with our friend uh that's great And uh, so we're going to wrap up tinfoil Tuesdays. We're going to wrap up the show real quick here. Since we're after seven, we got to get packed up and rolling for the day. Let's hit that item of the day. Today is um, the Chefman electric coffee grinder. Chefman electric coffee grinder. Yesterday was the power city manual hand coffee grinder. If you don't want to do it by hand, you want a cheap, effective, useful, Electric coffee grinder. We used it for coffee. We used it for spices. We used it for um, dried, like when we would dehydrate garlic and chop it up to make garlic powder. We use this. Uh, Not all the same one. We had multiples. One for spices, one for coffee. But it works. It's quick. It's tough. Um, Don't overload it. Don't overheat it. It is a cheap little electric coffee grinder if you don't want the plug-in version josh uh the renegade butcher he has a recommendation for a usb rechargeable coffee grinder that he uses um but the chefman is a plug-in sits on your counter it's not too big and uh where it just works it just works these items of the day that i bring you they just work all of them uh or i wouldn't uh i wouldn't tell you to uh, pick them up Anyway, the Chefman electric coffee grinder link to my review and link to the Amazon uh, affiliate link is in the video description and the audio notes. If you don't need a coffee grinder, but you got to do some shopping today or on prime uh, early today, tomorrow prime days, uh, please seek out our link. I will try to sprinkle it on socials all day for the next few days so that you can grab it easily and head on over to your prime day shopping. But Prime days are big days for affiliate marketers and uh, people that make a little bit off of Amazon. So we appreciate you using the links. Even though you're going to there save money, you don't have to pay any extra to give us a little bit of support. So I appreciate that very much. Other than that, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. I will try to get the technical shit worked out. The show last night didn't go off when it was supposed to. I had to start it a little late. So if you missed that, I'm sorry. Go check out that Dwight Heck interview. I'll try to get it better for tomorrow, guys. Thanks for hanging out, and we will talk to you then. <laughs> back.